Hello everyone, my name is Sarah Sadik and welcome to the Holistic Health series by Embracing Wellbeing. If you haven't heard any of my podcasts before, I'm a certified health coach from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and I specialize in holistic health that focuses on physical, mental health, emotional health and my main focus is focusing on having a healthier and better relationship with food which brings us to our topic today, intuitive eating. Now, intuitive eating is a topic you might have heard about or mindful eating along these lines. Now, what is what is intuitive eating exactly? You might have heard of it a lot. And intuitive eating is a gentle nutrition approach, if I were to say, in terms of you're giving your body the nutrients that it needs without restricting your cravings and respecting your body at the same time. So it's, if you think about it, it's a balancing act. And also enjoying food, which is an important part. And remember, food is meant to be enjoyed because the moment it becomes a source of stress, it can be something that we don't want to have. It's supposed to be something that we can enjoy. So. What are the ways that we know that, you know, you're ready for intuitive eating? And besides that, remember to that intuitive eating is also about honoring your body in terms of nourishment from on a physical and a emotional level without sacrificing your cravings or pleasure around food. So what are the ways that we know that you know that you are ready to start the intuitive eating journey? So there's so many things that you could look at. One of the first things, especially if you've been on and off the dieting cycle, is you might notice that you know you, your hunger cues and fullness cues are a bit off. And it will take time, but the moment you start to get to notice that, you know, now I'm hungry, now I'm full, it's part of it. And there's also another part besides knowing that you're in tune with your cues it's also that feeling committed to and willing to explore that because getting it's if you think about it, it's like getting to know yourself and food is reflective on other areas of your life whether it's relationships your career essentially how you deal with life so what are the principles of intuitive eating the first one is ditching a diet mentality now a lot of you may ask what does my diet mentality mean exactly diet mentality is basically if you think about it the way that we think about food it's about restriction a lot of you might think of restriction as in calorie counting or macro counting but restriction is not limited to that it could be anything from removing a food group thinking that it's bad now when we're thinking about there are certain foods or certain additives that we definitely don't want in our body because it is proven to be harmful for our health and we don't want that. For example, cardiogenated fats or you know, E40 or all the, all the colors that may actually affect us long-term. Definitely stay away from these. But so what is, what is a technique that we can, you can use to ditch the diet mentality so if you have a specific food rule let's say your food rule is i'm not allowed to eat a snack like let's say after 8 p.m what you can do is ask yourself okay so 
maybe you were really hungry that day or you know you just were craving some kind of snack before not directly before bed but you know you just crave something sweet you can allow yourself to have it and you're gonna notice that you know nothing happened and it didn't contribute to any weight gain or nothing happened overnight because you had a small piece of let's say dates with peanut butter you might let's say you enjoyed it there's no need to feel guilty about it whatsoever because you know your body needed it and you gave it so this is or the principle of diet mentality. Now, moving on to the other principle, which is honoring your hunger. Now, hunger is there for a reason. It serves us in different ways. It tells us when we're hungry, when our body needs nourishment, and sometimes it can come up in the form of cravings, like craving specific foods, like, you know, something like chocolate or something sweet, something salty. So what are the types of hunger that we have? So we have two types of hunger. We have the physical hunger, which is the hunger that tells your body, I'm low on fuel, I need some nutrients. That's when you give, give it some fuel. And the other type of hunger is emotional hunger, and that is usually based on emotions. An emotional response, let's say you had a long day or you had a stressful situation, and you feel like you want to soothe yourself and instead of labeling food as good or bad depends obviously also on the quality of the food is also important but in this case let's say i'll give you a scenario here which you come back from work and let's say you had a stressful day or something stressful happened in your day and you're feeling stressed and you want to comfort yourself so you figure you know maybe a cookie is going to bring me some comfort so let's say you have that cookie and it's fine you know you just satisfy that craving I do want to make a point clear here which is that emotional eating does happen because we're all human and sometimes we have control over our emotions sometimes you know you're you just crave something and you just don't want to fight that and the only issue here would be like if you notice yourself like you're over relying on this as a coping mechanism because then again comfort foods are something that we learn from our upbringing from our childhood or maybe from our lifestyle that you know brings us comfort so if you feel like this is not affecting your health and it's not your primary of coping that's when uh, we can definitely dig you can definitely dig in deeper and see what the issue is behind it and most of the time it's our emotions and cravings are usually a sign that there is an emotion that wants you to pay attention to it or a signal from your body the third principle is making peace with food now when i say making peace with food i mean as in you want food to be a neutral experience and enjoyable it should be a positive one in most cases so there's all the parts where you're labeling food and bad and remember that food is a social thing so a lot of times we'll be surrounded by food whether you're at work you're in a family or a friends gathering food will be around so let's say if you're in a family gathering or a party with your friends and you'd like to enjoy the food that they're having but you have specific rules Making peace with food in this situation would be, you know, you would have that food and you wouldn't 
say like this is a good or bad food you just enjoy it see it as food it's a source of nourishment and also you allow yourself to enjoy and have the pleasure of enjoying that food and for any of you who may feel like you know I feel guilty because I enjoy that food there's a way that helped me at the beginning of the intuitive eating journey of mine which was to give myself permission to enjoy the food when I wasn't giving myself that whatsoever so I had to learn that you know I am allowed to enjoy that food and it's okay The fourth principle is challenging the food police. Now, the, you might have heard the term food police. Food police basically means the voice inside your head that tells you this is good, this is bad, stay away from it, don't have it, or you don't deserve to eat it unless you burn it off in the gym. It can sound like that. It can sound like the bully, if you want to think of it in this, in this way. So how do we challenge the food police? Let's say the food police in your head tells you you're having pizza or a delicious pasta and you're really craving that specific dish and it's gonna tell you you know that's bad for you you shouldn't have it because you know it has refined carbs we don't know how much oil they used it could be a lot of things or maybe they added too much salt so what you can do is say okay are the facts true of what it's saying some of it might be true and and obviously here in this case, you know, the concept of, you know, you're nourishing your body and listening to your body. So let's say if you're eating mainly healthy, that one pasta dish is not going to ruin your health if you have it every once in a while or you just enjoy it. Plus, stressing over the food is not going to make you digest it any easier. So And also, if you have any food rules attached to a specific food due to past experiences, it's definitely an opportunity to challenge it and see where you can go at, like, think of it in a different way. I'm programming mine differently and because the more you are in tune with yourself and aware of the programming, the better it would be. And the fifth principle is feeling your fullness. Now, for feeling your fullness, some people might think, you know, do you mean feeling full can be seen as a negative thing, especially if you've been exposed to a lot of diet culture saying, you know, there are some ways like, you know, you should eat until like you're 70% full and then you stop. Now, what I be my fullness is that you're eating to the society and when you're feeling full, but not uncomfortable full, that's a big difference. Or the point of like feeling sick or like you feel like you're losing control or binging, that's a different type of fullness. So what you're aiming for is basically a comfortable fullness where, you know, you're feeling satisfied. You won't feel hungry within like half an hour of the meal. So... If you're not used to the hunger and fullness cues, it's probably going to take you some time. So be patient with yourself for you to feel that. And uh, especially if you've been restricting for quite a while and you're increasing your food portions, feeling full may feel a bit uncomfortable at the beginning, but your body will take time to adjust. And the principle, uh, the sixth principle, which is discovering the satisfaction factor. 
satisfaction in food is not only the portion it's about the flavors the texture there are so many things that goes into the satisfaction so let's say the satisfaction factor would be let's say i am craving food and i want some lunch but i just had a salad and i was maybe craving something more denser or maybe a bit like with a bit more protein or something like a creamy pasta for example most likely if i did have this salad alone i won't feel full whatsoever i'm gonna crave something else i'm not satisfied with the meal that i had so probably would reach out for something else chances are if you're you have this combination which is you know you're having that dish and it's okay along because after all you know where your balance is and this also applies to depending on your the taste that you prefer let's say if you're the person who likes to have something sweet after something salty so maybe if you allow yourself you know just maybe like you're craving some dessert or something sweet allowing yourself to have it is better than not having it because chances are you will dwell on it and think about it and sometimes what's gonna happen especially if you're in this diet uh, cycle is you'll notice that let's say if i'm restricting and i allow myself to have it i feel like i lose control and i failed in maintaining this control so i go through the cycle of guilt and it keeps going on to restriction and so we keep going from restriction to feeling of losing control binging and then the guilt all over again what you want to do is break the cycle and allow ourselves to have what we want to have without dwelling too much on it and then so the, the strength of the craving would be less over time and it wouldn't be seen as you know something that you would lose control over if you're having it and allowing yourself to have it which brings me to principle number seven which is honoring your feelings without using food previously i mentioned about emotional eating and that basically means especially in this principle is that your feelings are an important part especially how you deal with yourself and it shows up in food so comfort food can be something that may happen as long as it's not affecting your health or causing you any stress that is something that is that can is something that we all face every once in a while so let's say if you're feeling sad about something and you're reaching out for a certain comfort food like let's say a chocolate brownie or a cookie for example so maybe rather than me reaching out to that cookie or the brownie directly I can ask myself you know what am I feeling right now and I'll check in with myself let's say it says okay I I I my answer is you know I'm feeling sad because of something that happened so the other step like I would take it further is ask myself okay so I'm feeling sad what can I do to make myself feel better without resorting to food maybe I want to do some art I want to read maybe I can go for a walk I want to talk to a friend or someone I trust it could be different things so tuning into your emotions see where you're at the eighth principle is respecting your body and respect is a very important concept because a lot of us have especially with diet culture have been taught that 
build your body into health rather than what's supposed to happen is you're supposed to care for your body out of self-love and self-care and you don't want to be doing that from building your body or your mind into looking a certain way so that applies to everything from your nutrition the food that you eat from even the nutrients that you may not think are off-plate nutrients which will be everything around you the environment and also movement these are very important and because there's so many things that come into when we're thinking about respect so respecting your body means knowing its limits sometimes let's say when you're feeling tired you know when your body's feeling tired it might give you a headache or a certain body ache or just feel like you're low on energy respecting that let's say if you had a long day at work and or a long day generally and you wanted to go to the gym but you feel tired today and what you can do is when you when you're listening to your body rather than pushing it to go to the gym when you're super tired and you don't feel like you have the energy to do like a high intensity workout maybe on that day you can choose to rest you can go for a walk you can do something gentle like yoga it could be anything any sports that you know that feels right for your body today And with also another point is that our body is meant to change. It doesn't stay the same. Your body is not when you're a teenager, when you're in your mid-20s, when you're in your 30s. Your body is meant to change. And it's something that we should uh, to look after in different ways. And appreciate it for what it does for us. Because think about it. Your body is not just to look a certain way based on the trends. It's also appreciating for keeping us alive waking up every morning and being part of a community and the ninth principle is exercising using joyful movement now i prefer the word movement over exercise because it sounds better and it's less harsh on the mind and it doesn't feel that it's something you should if there's another way to think about it based on your relationship to exercise and all of these so joyful movement is any movement that brings you joy so chances are if you've been a dieting cycle you'll you'll have most likely have forced yourself to do exercises that you may not really enjoy or you feel like i have to do it because to look a certain way and so what are the ways we can explore joyful movements you can try different sports Maybe that combines different techniques, like for example, dance and strength at the same time. And you can also try activities that you maybe enjoyed as a child or at any point. Maybe you like to, you know, go biking or dancing or doing something fun rather than a regular gym workout. Maybe you want to try a dance class that you've been wanting to try or maybe you have like, you know, you hear about Pilates, you're like, why don't I try that? So definitely these are the things and chances are if this is something that you generally enjoy, you'll stick to it. And the last principle is honoring your health with gentle nutrition. Now, gentle nutrition is a concept in nutrition that is taking care of your body from a nutrition standpoint where you're giving it to all the nutrients, all the good stuff. The vitamins, the minerals, the micronutrients, the macronutrients, you name it, as well as honoring your cravings. 
and making sure that food is an enjoyable thing it's not something that is bland like especially if you're eating something that's bland that doesn't have taste you're not going to enjoy that food so enjoy your food and at the same time when you are respecting your body and honoring your cravings and all these things you are nourishing yourself from the inside and the outside so these are the principles of intuitive eating and intuitive eating is going to be a journey that will look different for each one of you especially at the beginning when you're getting used to being in sync and tune with your body to know when to listen to it what it wants so if you have any questions about intuitive eating definitely send me a message via dm on my instagram page at embracing underscore wellbeing or by email which is sarah at embracingwellbeing.com you can book a session with me through the link in my bio on my instagram and uh, hopefully this podcast has been helpful and has explained has this explained the principles of intuitive eating and in the next episodes i will be talking about some of the common myth misconception and myths about intuitive eating just to clarify about that so thank you for listening to this spot to this podcast and have a great day